All right, come on in and uh, grab a seat, and we'll get going. All right, uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and then we'll get going here. Father, I just thank you, Lord, for this day, Lord, this beautiful day. Uh, thank you that... Uh, that we got to go out a little bit yesterday, Lord, just even with the weather, just to, to preach your word, Lord, there. And uh, just pray that this uh, serv- this morning service will be a blessing to everybody, The Sunday school will be a blessing, Lord, that you just meet with us, that you prepare our hearts and minds, Lord, and just get us ready to hear your word all day today, Lord. And, and we'll give you all honor, praise, and thanks, Lord. We just thank you so much. We pray that you come back soon and get us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, today we'll be in uh, Joshua. Learn about Joshua. So if you want to turn to Joshua one, Joshua one, and we'll start in verse one. Uh, now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over the, this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness in this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. There shall be not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide for inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, and thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant command thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper with thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of, my, out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have I not commanded thee, be strong and of good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whosoever thou goest, whithersoever thou goest. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the host, and command the people, saying, Prepare your victuals, for within three days ye shall pass over the Jordan to go in to possess the land, which the Lord your God giveth you to possess it. Uh, here we have Joshua, the end of Moses's, you know, Moses died, and the Lord needs somebody else to carry out his plan. He needs somebody else to bring them into the promised land. So Joshua's the guy. Um, he's the one that's going to replace Moses. He's the one that's going to lead him in. The one that the people will look to for, you know, spiritual advice and try to, you know, the same way they did with Moses and hope they're doing right and obey, you know, obey God the way they're supposed to. And Joshua's going to be in charge of that. He'll, he'll be responsible for that, of whether the people are going to follow, do what they say. Um. But here we go is a good example of, of, of their faith here. Because they have the commission to go in. They're going in. 
they have no idea. They, they've never seen the land, but they know the land's there, right? Kind of like faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, right? They, they got faith that there's land there because they've been crossing the land. And that's how they claim the land is, by the obedience of faith that they're getting the land. So they're going in there. They don't know where. They, they know it's there. And they're going in, and Joshua, you know, Joshua's telling them, prepare, prepare. We got to go. We got to prepare. Uh, and that's, that's our faith in the Christian walk. We need to prepare like that. We have to believe. We have to know that he's going to come through for us. It's, it's, uh, it's all about faith. It's all about your walk with God, even then. It was about their walk with God. Just as today, it's our walk with God. How close do you want to be? Do you not want to be close? Do you want to be close? Do you want to keep, what do you want to keep in between you? But they're going in there, they're going to claim their inheritance. Just as one day we get to claim our inheritance. And how did that happen? That happened by faith with us. We believed, right? I mean, all through, all through uh, the Bible, we see that God just comes through. Promises, 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 promises. Uh, that's the way he, he handles everything. And it's such a blessing when you have your faith working. That's, that's what it's about. It's about a working process to get your faith going. Uh, as God did, as God did here with it, right? He told Moses, "Let's get the people out." So they're seeing this faith little by little. Unfortunately, there's times where they just walk away. They 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 wish they were somewhere else. They were back uh, in the land of Egypt. But we need to grow that faith all the time. Uh, it's funny because I just did a uh, message over there on Friday night about faith. You know, there's saving faith and there's growing faith, and that's. You know, basically what it is, it's, it's growing faith. It's not good enough to just to get saved. You need to grow your faith. You need to be able to answer people when they have questions. You need to be able to believe that God's going to give you the answer, that God's going to get you through it, that God's going to do what he says he's going to do. Most of the time, you know, we get, we get scared, you know. He knows that. That's why he's, that's why he's got, what, 360? Fear not. You know, fear not. He knows that's what's going to happen. Right? I mean, if we go back a little farther, they, they sent spies into the land, and they were like, oh, there's giants. We can't go there. Right? I mean, they didn't. But God's bigger than that. And that's what we need. We need faith and obedience. God will encourage us. Uh, if you turn to First uh, John... First uh, John 5, and we'll start in verse 4. For, who, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? That should be very encouraging. 
That should be encouraging to a saved person. You have the Son of God. You're saved. Nothing can do that. Nothing can take it away. Not even, not even our own stupidity and, and despite ourselves, we can't take it away. That's how great of a God we have. That's the God, that, that's what he wants us to put faith in. Hey, I'm that good. I'm that good. You can rely on my mercy. You can rely on my long-suffering, my grace. Right? We need all that. We do. We need the truth. We need mercy. We need long-suffering. We need grace. Why do we need that? Because that's part of our growth in faith. Like they were trying to go over there. Why? Because we need to show other people this as we grow, that they have a home, that they have a place, that they have a Savior that they can rely on and trust on. And this is just set from there. Um, Titus 1-2 says, In hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. And in Numbers, it says, God is not a man that he should lie. In Numbers 23-19. So these people are putting their trust, their faith in God, saying, hey, he can't lie. He's come through all this time. He's going to get us to this promised land. He's going to get us to the land of milk and honey, and we're going to be good. We're going to split it up. We're going to get our inheritance. And that's what Joshua's trying to do. He's trying to, he's trying to lead them like Moses led them and let them know that, look, see what you do over here? God still came through. He still gave you mercy. He's still, he's still going to give us this land. You know, and uh, just like they did, they always had God. God never left them. Even when they were in bondage, even when they were in Egypt, God never left them. Why? Because he said so in his word. He said, I'll, I'll, don't worry, I'm going to get you out over and over again. And the funny thing is, he's not the one that's putting us there. We put ourselves there. They put themselves there. And he says, don't worry, I'm going to get you out. You can trust that. And that's what faith really is. It's trusting. What do you trust? Who do you trust? What do you put your trust in? Because you're putting your trust into something. You know, I mean, that's just, that's just the way it is. Every morning. You know, everybody put trust in their vehicle that they would get there this morning, right? I mean, that's basically it. That's, you know, you put your faith in your car that you get here. And all God says is, hey, put your trust in me. Put your faith in me because I'm the one that made your vehicle go. I'm the one that's got you out of slavery. I'm the one that got you out of bondage. I'm going to bring you into the promised land. He's going to bring us into the promised land. Right? We get home. We get, we get to go to heaven. And that's a great thing to have. That's a great encouragement. And that's exactly what should move us to tell people about our Savior. It's because we have that encouragement. We have that great. I mean, how does it get any better? How does it get any better to one day see your Savior face to face to know that's the one who loved you enough to save you, to do everything? And not only, not only stop there, but give you blessings along the way, give you mercy when you mess up, 
give you grace when you need to get through things. We take faith for granted so much. We, we really do. And it's so easy to forget about it and we think that we have it all made. And But God's not going to leave us. He, he never will. He ne- will never leave us nor forsake us. If you turn to Romans 8, Romans 8 and verse 38. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And this was basically the plan that he had for Joshua. This is what he wanted for them. He wanted them to go in and have nothing come between them. Have that faith. Have that trust that, hey, if you just trust me, if you believe, I will take care of you. I will, I will take care of you. There's nothing to worry about. And that's what he's trying to do with Joshua. He's trying to push him through and go, hey, you know, make sure my people don't forget. Make sure my people still do the things I told them to do. Because it's important. It's, it's, it's the relationship I want with them. They need to know that. I know, you, I know you're not perfect. But don't worry. Don't worry, I'm going to take care of that. Right? Uh, like in Titus 2, promise before the world began. Before anything began, he had that plan. He knew we were going to go. He had that plan. In the Old Testament, he talks about, he says, I'm going to send you a Savior. Don't worry about it. I'm going to send you one. But until then, just trust me. Obey me. Right? He hasn't lied. He hasn't lied. He sent the Savior. We get him. He went and preached to those in captivity. You know, praise God for things like that. But Joshua's got that, that leader part where he has to, he has to be firm. But he has to encourage and he has to, you know, delegate, make sure people are listening and doing what they're supposed to, which is something that is not to be taken lightly. I mean, he's in charge of these people. You know, God's saying, hey, you know, make sure they don't, make sure they don't leave me again. Make sure they don't get upset. And, you know, you'd think they would learn by then. I mean, they're, you just watched half the people, you know, watch all the old generation die off because, God said, no, you're not getting in there. You know, they watched them get out of Egypt. They watched the pillar of fire. And still, still just like us. Some, some, somehow, some way, our faith wavers. And we get lost in that wilderness. And we don't know which way to look. And he's right there in front of us going, why didn't you just keep following? Why didn't you just keep doing But Joshua here is the head. He's the spiritual commander, I guess you would say. Uh, you know, he's the head of chain of command. Everybody's got to go through and talk to. Um, you know, and he's under he's under God. He's the he's the go between you know God and the people, and he needs to make sure they're doing the same thing. Make sure they're following following the lead of God. 
looking for God, trying to worship God the way he's, you're supposed to. And that, that's hard in its own. Uh, you know, we, I would hope that we're all searching for that, that we want to worship God the way he should be worshipped, that we want to love him the way that he should be loved. And sometimes that's hard, and sometimes it's different. It's different for each people. Um, he deals with people individually, right? I mean, that's how salvation works. That's how he does. I don't believe he changes that up, right? He says we all have, you know, we're all a different part of the body. We all work differently. You know, he wants you to worship him the way that you should worship him. How that is, I don't know. That's, that's where you have to pray. You know, but I know that if you're not obeying and contradicting what he says in here, then you're not. But it's, it's a blessing when you obey God. It's a blessing when you have that faith. Uh, yesterday was a, was a great example. Uh, Kevin did an awesome uh, opening charge for a uh, street preacher for Harbor Blitz. And uh, it was amazing because he, he sat there and, and right at the end, it's like it's, it's, it was something that just hit me because he says, uh, you know, maybe you guys didn't want to come out today. Maybe you were hoping it was going to get canceled because of the rain, you know. And, uh, you know, I'll be honest, that was my thing. It's like I'm going to go and I'm sitting there going, I, I don't want to go in the rain. I don't want to go in the rain. And that was me, and it hit me. But you know what? The experience out there in the rain with that wind whipping and all that, it was, it was awesome. It was something that got me excited once I was out there. And because of that, now, I, I, you know, I didn't get to witness to anybody. I didn't get to see any, you know, didn't happen. But what did happen is both Sean and Jack were with me. Neither of them complained, which was fantastic. I mean, come on. I mean, you got kids in the rain, and neither of them are, you know, Sean's biggest problem was he didn't get to, nobody took a track from him. I mean, that was his biggest problem. I mean, so that's, that's great, you know. But we're standing there, and what I did have happen was, was one of the greatest experiences ever. This, this lady just comes up, and she's walking through, and she comes up, and she says, thank you. Thank you. And then she looks at the boys, thank you. Told the boys it takes courage to be out there. You know, and she would, you know, talk to her. She, she was saved, and, and she said, I'm glad somebody's out here. She goes, it takes courage to be out here. And I, that's a blessing I got to see and a blessing that my kids got to see because now they see that it's, it's not all bad. Not everybody out there is, is, is trying to push you away and make sure you're not there. That, that's a great blessing. That's an encouragement. And, and Joshua gets to be in this spot where he gets to be encouragement to the people going, yeah, no, 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 don't worry. I know Moses died, but I'm still going to carry you in. We're going to get in there. We're going to take control of it. We're going to take care of it. Okay, God's here. He's with us. And that's just, that's just awesome. I mean, it really is. I mean, faith is, is the best thing you have. That's the, right? I mean, we, we talk about the armor of God, right? What do you need? Above all. Shield of faith. I mean, that's 
that's truly what it's about, faith. It's about our faith in God and that. And we can see it. We can. We truly can. We can see everywhere we look where it is. We see it working people's lives here. You know, we see them working that. We see them working every, every aspect, every way. There's people in here that have, you know, back when I was lost and I got witness to, I mean, it, it was... It was a humbling experience to come in and find out that there were people were in here praying for my salvation. Like, before you guys even knew me, I'm like, that's, that's awesome. That's, that's the God we serve. That's the, you know, he wants to do great things. He wants to bless. But you also need faith and obedience to be blessed. They needed faith and obedience to bring them into the promised land. But you got to be careful also. You can't mix your salvation up with with uh, just practical living. Cuz that's when we that's when we forget about God. You know, it, it's There's a difference between going out and being nice because well, you know, I'm just going to be nice today. And then there's a difference between going out and God laying somebody on your heart and saying, hey, this is the right thing to do. You know it. Do it. You know, but we, we have so many choices during the day, and, and sometimes we just, right? I mean, we, we don't pray to God. Well, it's about anything, little things, small things. You know, what, what should I buy? What should I not buy? Those are things that God wants to be a part of, Right? But that it's, it's practical for us to say, hey, well, I need this, so I'm just going to go get it. Okay, yeah, you might Do you really need it? Have you asked God? Or is it just something you want? But if we get that practicality of our lives mixed up with salvation and how we're supposed to live with faith and obedience, we're going to end up in a place that we don't want to be. And what's going to happen is we'll probably end up a little self-righteous and just going the wrong way. Uh, if you turn to uh, Joshua 2, we're going to look at the uh, the covenant with rehab as we go through uh, Joshua here. In uh, Joshua 2, uh, let's see here. Let's start in, uh, we'll start in verse 4. Uh, and the woman took the two men and hid them and said thus, There came men unto me, but I wist not whence they were. And it came to pass about the time of shutting of the gate, when it was dark, that the men went out, whither the men went out, went, I wot not. Pursue after them quickly, for ye shall overtake them. But she had brought them up to the roof of the house and hid them with the stalks of flax, which she had laid in order upon the roof. And the men pursued after the way to Jordan unto the fords, and as soon as they which pursued after them were gone out, they shut the gate. And before they were laid down, she came up unto them upon the roof, and she said unto the, unto the men, I know that the Lord hath given you the land, and that your terror is fallen upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when ye came out of Egypt, and what ye 
did unto the kings of the Amorites that were on the other side Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom he utterly destroyed. And as soon as we had heard these things, our hearts did melt, neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Now therefore I pray you, swear unto me by the Lord, since I have showed you kindness, that ye will also show kindness unto my father's house, and give me a true token. And that ye will save alive my father and my mother and my brethren and my sister and all that have and deliver our lives from death. And the men answered her, Our life for yours, if ye utter not this, our business, and it shall be, when the Lord hath given us the land, that we will deal kindly and truly with thee. Now this is a covenant they make with uh, Rahab. You know, they're in there, they're, they're getting pursued, and she hides them. And Again, this, this takes faith on her part. She just hears the things, and it's like, your, your God is somebody I don't, I, I, I fear him. I don't know who he is, but I fear him because I know what's happened, and I know what, what's going on, and look, it, it's yours. God says it's yours, it's yours. I don't want to get in the way. And she's got to step out in faith with that. And she steps out and she helps him and says, just, I ask you, please, just, you know, because I showed you kindness, show kindness to me. Don't, don't do that. And now isn't that exactly what we're supposed to do? Jesus showed us mercy and kindness, truth. That's how we should be, that's how we should be with everyone we meet that's, you know, lost or saved. You know, we know what we've done. We know how we are. And God's forgiven that. And he's shown us mercy. And she steps out on faith. And she was. She, she was saved physically. You know, and she was, she was saved spiritually. I believe uh, she, you know, right in with them. That's it. And that's a good picture. It really is. It's a good picture of salvation. Hey, I don't, you know, isn't that how we all come to God? I don't, I don't know who this God is, but hey, let me find out. You know? Hey, I know what he's done for you. Can he do the same for me? The answer is yes. The answer is absolutely yes. You know, um, I'm gonna end up getting on that again. And uh, but you know, you you got people out there that just you, you know throw stuff out and don't wanna don't wanna bother with the kindness and the mercy and all that. You got people that'll go in there and going through Matthew and all this and, and talk about, well, you know, there's not gonna be a lot of people in heaven because you know it's it's hard for you know a camel to pass through the eye of needle. The, the the gate is straight. They go through all this stuff, and then what does it say afterwards? What do they ask? Well, who can get in then, Lord? With man, it's impossible. 
with God. Why, why do people leave that part out? Why? Because it is excuse not to exercise your faith. It's an excuse not to grow your faith. It's an excuse to please yourself, to do what you want to do. If nothing's impossible with God, then that does not mean there's a limit on heaven. That does not mean there's a limit to your growth. That doesn't mean there's a limit to whatever God can tell you to do or have plans for you. It does not mean that. We see this with Rahab. There's no limit. God said, I'll honor that. I'll honor that. Right? There's, you know, I mean, I hate to say it, but there's no part in here where she says a sinner's prayer. I mean, a sinner's prayer is great. It really is. But let's not rely on that and force people to say it to get them get them saved. That's, that's how it's about. It's about them coming to know who he is. It's about them coming going, hey, I've seen all this. I want to know. I want to know more. I want, I want, I want your God. And not because it's your God, it's because I want to make him my God. I know that that's the only God because that's the only one I see doing anything. That's the only one that's working miracles, changing people's lives. I mean, seriously, let's be honest for a minute. When is the last time you've seen a a Buddhist monk on on a street corner and he's changed people's lives? Never. You won't. Islam. Catholics. None. You won't see them out there changing somebody's life. Why? Because they don't have the one true God. You have to have the one true God. You have to know that he is the one that does the impossible all the time before... That's what gives us great things. He does. But Rahab is a great picture. Uh, You know, she was a sinner. She was a Gentile. She was out of there. She, She knew she was facing judgment and destruction. Right? She says it. I know God's given you this land. I've seen what you did to other people. That's what's going to happen to me. You know, it's amazing because not once in there does she say, you know, I don't deserve this. Why don't you just let me go? She doesn't say that. She just says, have mercy on me. Right? She proved her faith. She proved her faith by hiding them and then letting them go, letting them down. On the cord, right? That's proving your faith. I, I trust that your God is not going to be happy if you go back on your word. I trust that your God is going to come through and save me. 
right? And she also, if you look at um, uh, verse 13... Uh, we'll go back there. And, it, and that ye will save alive my father and my mother and my brethren and my sister and all that have and deliver our lives from death. And the men answered her, Our life for yours, if ye utter not this our business. And it shall be when the Lord hath given us the land that we will deal kindly and truly with thee. She had faith that God would save all. Again, not just not just one. She had faith that God would save them all. I'm sure she went and told her family afterwards. Kind of sound familiar? I mean, it really does. I'm, I'm sure she went there. It wasn't like, hey, mom and dad, you know, sorry, you're going to die, but they're going to save me. No, it was like, hey, I met these people And they're the people of God. It's the God of Abraham and Isaac. They're coming through here. But she didn't. And that's another good uh, picture of she didn't. She didn't deserve to be saved. I mean, God. God just said, "Go. That that's where you're going. You're getting through him, right?" But yet, God, and His kindness, and His mercy, and His truth, said, "Okay, this is acceptable. You want to come? You want to go? Yeah. Well, let's let's do it." You know, and it's hard. It's hard for me not to keep talking about faith uh, during the Sunday school because, I mean, you look in it, that is what it is all about. It is all about faith. Not one of those people saw God face to face. He didn't show himself to all of Israel, they seen the wonders, they seen the miracles. But he didn't go right in front of them. That's faith. That's faith. Isn't it interesting that Rahab's faith was stronger than those people that came in that went and spied the giants? We can't let our faith get like that. She, she's, you know, like I said, she's a Gentile woman, not saved. And sometimes that's how it is. Sometimes we do. We go out into the world and these lost people show more faith than we have. More kindness, more mercy. Because we try to sit there and we want a relationship so bad with Christ that we end up making that relationship about us instead of him. I mean, that's a, that's a good indicator. 
if you're getting grumpy and you're doing that and you're sitting there going, I don't understand, I, I'm just trying to get close to you, Lord, and you're getting grumpy and irritated and, and just mean-spirited, then you're putting the emphasis back on you. And you're not putting the emphasis on Christ's relationship with him where it should be. And, and I understand it's it's hard. I mean, sometimes it's hard. But we have to remember who it is, what God we're dealing with. All these things he's done from up to here, I mean, just, I, I mean, there's so many pictures that go through my head just alone with the Red Sea crossing, like with, with that split. I mean, that that had to be the most amazing and terrifying thing to see at once. I, I mean, honestly. I mean, that's just, that's just crazy, you know. I mean, <laughs> in my mind, like, but that's the power of God. He, he can save sinners. He's still in the saving business. He can, he can bless. He can help you give faith. But her faith produced a fear in God, and it produced a work. Right? Isn't that what we're supposed to have? A fear in God and have works? Not because we should be afraid that he's going to do something and, you know, strike us down or anything like that. But it's because he's so powerful, because he wants something to do with us. Indiv that is amazing. He wants something to do with each and every one of you personally. Personally. And I find that amazing. I, I do. It's not just husband and wife, even though he wants to have something to do with husband and wife. He wants to have something to do with the husband. He wants something to have to do with the wife, personally, separate. We need to take time for that. If we don't take time for that, it's not going to grow. If you turn to Joshua 3, which is right over here, a little page, uh, we'll finish up with the crossing of Jordan. Again, the crossing of Jordan, another example of faith and how we get it. Um, But in Joshua 3, uh, we'll start in verse 1 here. And Joshua rose early in the morning, and they removed the Shittim and came to Jordan, he and all the children of Israel, and lodged there before they passed over. And it came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host, and they commanded the people, saying, When ye see the ark of the covenant of the land, your God, and the priests, the Levites bearing it, then ye shall remove from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it about two thousand cubits by measure. Come not near unto it, that ye may know the way by which ye must go, for ye have not passed this way heretofore. And Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And here we go, another perfect example of faith. Um, right there in verse 4. For ye have not passed this way heretofore. 
Okay, so, okay, where are we going? You know, wait, you said we're going, you know. They got to have a little faith in this, and they have to. But it's amazing that Joshua goes, hey, you might want to sanctify yourselves, right? You might want to get right with God. Right? It's a process. You might want to get right with God. You know, I, I love the fact that Pastor Kenny, when we have uh, the Lord's uh, Supper, that we sit there and, and he'll tell you, hey, you know, examine yourself. I, I love that we have pastors that do. Examine yourself. If you're not right, you don't have to wait. You can get right right now. You know, and that's what Joshua's saying. If you guys aren't right, get right now. We're about to go over. This is that special place. This is where we're supposed to be. Get right. Don't go in there and, and act like a fool and don't don't come out and act entitled. You know, be humble, sanctify yourselves. Let's let's get right with God. Because he's great and he deserves it and he deserves our worship. He deserves our love. We need to go in. We need to go in with the right heart. You know, they were told to follow the ark. Right? At the time, that's what people looked at, the ark. You know, that that's supposed to be, you know, you look at that, that you're supposed to be looking at God there, and it's, you know, hey, that's God leading the way. So let's go. We're going to follow him. And again, here's where, you know, he, he dries up the water. And they go right through. Another thing, you know, another little thing they get. You know, but that, that ark was a reminder of God's presence. A reminder that he hadn't left them. That he's not going to leave them. That he's going to be there for them. He's going to finish what he said he was going to do. And that's the most important part. That's where you got it. That's what's going to encourage you. That's what's going to get you out. That's what's going to make you have a good walk with Christ. Knowing that. Knowing that. Just go. It's God's presence. That reminder. And that reminder should be in us all the time. Why? Because he lives in us. Should be there all the time. But they, they had to have faith. They never passed that way before. They had to be obedient. They had to have the, you know, Joshua, you know, they had a leader. But the thing is, when he's, and he's sitting there and he says, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. When we sanctify ourselves, it's not it's not supposed to be for us. It's supposed to be for him. You know, to die is gain, to live is Christ. I mean, this is what it's about. Uh, Romans 6 is a good example all through there. 
die to your, you're dead to sin. You're dead to these things. Stop living like you're, you're still in bondage. You know, and this is kind of what Joshua was trying to do. He's like, hey, stop. Stop all this nonsense now. Sanctify yourself. We're not in bondage anymore. We're not going to be in bondage anymore. If you want to be in bondage, it's because you want to be in bondage. That is how it is for us. You want to be in bondage, you're going to be in bondage. You want an excuse, you're going to find an excuse. You know, and I get it. It's tough. It's tough. Sometimes we don't feel like doing things. We don't want to do anything. But keep pushing forward. Keep pushing forward. Not for yourself, for him. For him. Because you push forward for yourself, it's, it's not going to end well. You push forward for him. And I know from his word, it says, hey, I'll honor that. I might not be thrilled about it, but I'll honor that. If you're going to push through, I'll honor that. But it's about dying to self. About sanctifying. It's about getting that, not being in bondage. And we just keep putting ourselves back into bondage. We keep putting ourselves and putting ourselves and putting ourselves. Right? Pastor Kenny did the, uh, the message and talking about, you know, just man fall seven times, talking about the whole. Right? And that's, that's what it's about. It's, it's, it, it's about trying not to make that same mistake again. You fall in the hole. Okay, now you know the hole's there. Don't fall in the hole. It doesn't mean that, you know, Satan's not going to set up little snares, right? Timothy, it says that. You know, it's not that there's not going to be temptations or this here or there. It's, it's I know the hole's there, so I'm, I shouldn't fall in the hole. I should walk around the hole. You know, it, it doesn't mean that you're not going to go, oh, oh, look at that over there, you know, and then grab something that you shouldn't grab. It's about not falling in the hole because you know the hole's there. And then when you grab something off, you know, a shelf or this or that, it's about not uh, walking around that shelf the next time. It's not about, you know, that you'll never make that mistake. It's about not making that same mistake, that same one that you know that's going to lead you right there. You know, let's face it, you know, the devil's been around for a long time. He's got some tricks. He can, tri <laughs> he can trip you up. But... If you just keep falling in the same hole that you know is there, that's not the devil tripping you up. That's you just being happy with where you're at. And if you're not, then you're going to be pretty miserable because you keep falling in the same thing and not realizing you've got to walk around. Um, but uh, let me finish up here quickly. Um, but they put a memorial, right? They had stones in the water, they had stones on the side, and they set up this memorial. Um, and that's that's the Lord's Supper. That's our memorial, right? That's that's what it should be. And but they got these stones and all that. I mean, now you got stones in the water, right? They put the stones there, and the water comes back. So who's who? You know who really knows it's there? God does. God knows it's there. You start setting memorials up in your life towards God, he knows they're there. 
He knows they're there. And, and we should, because it's it's the little victories that give it. That's what we should. We should set the memorials up for the little victories we get. Because that gives God honor. That grows our faith. That gives us the encouragement to go on and just be just get a chance to be blessed by the Lord. Bless other people. That's the thing, the memorial. You have to know what the memorial is. Um, you know, uh, a good example is, um, is Sean. You know, um, Sean sees Jack do the Lord's Supper, and Sean asks why he can't. And I say, what's it for? He goes, ah, uh, you know, he, he, he doesn't really fully understand where Jack does. That's how the memorial should be set up. You should understand it. You should know what it's for. You should know it's for your Savior. You should know it's for God. It's to give Him honor. Not to bring attention to yourself or anybody else. And it is. It's, it's, it's faith. It comes down to faith. Are you going to trust God enough? Are you going to trust Him Right? We trusted him with salvation. You're going to trust him with the rest of your life. Are you going to trust him with your everyday decisions? Are you going to trust him that he can fix the things that are wrong? Because one day he will. He'll fix everything that's wrong. And praise God for that. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. More and more so every day. But take those steps in faith. Take those, because it's, it's what's going to grow you. It's what's going to encourage you. And most of all, you don't know if somebody, somebody's always looking at you. And if you take those steps and somebody sees that, that might be, that may be a blessing for somebody else going, I, I didn't realize God could work like that, you know. They might have troubles. Right? We're not supposed to offend our weaker, uh, our weaker brethren. We're supposed to be there, encourage them, help them, stand them up. Father, I just, uh, Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for this uh, opportunity this morning, Lord, to just uh, teach your word, to preach your word, Lord. And I just pray you be with Pastor Kenny this morning as he gives the message. And pray that you meet with everybody here today, Lord, that you just come in and have people make decisions, Lord, whether they're they're too to be saved or just to to give uh, just to give that thing that they they didn't want to give to you, Lord, just to give it to you and. And take that trust, take that faith and say, you know what, I know my God. My God is bigger than Goliath. My God is bigger than a devil. My God can do all. And just, uh, Lord, we'll give you all the honor and praise, Lord. And we just uh, thank you so much. We pray that you come back soon. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.